Blog Talk Radio. We've got to be the body to rock it like we're never gonna see it again We are exploding, the world is gonna know it We'll rock it like you're never gonna see us again Come on Coming to you live from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, this is Pure Gold with your host, David and Joe. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> well, since you hijacked my intro, go ahead, start the show. <laughs> Folks, good afternoon, good evening, whatever you want to call it. It is 11.06 p.m. and Pure Gold is live and on the air for this Wednesday night, April 5th, 2018. My co-host, JB, I am the one and only DG taking you through this awesome, spectacular, amazing episode of Pure Gold where we will, folks, cover the Greatest spectacle in all of sports and entertainment, WrestleMania. JB, I was gonna say, I was gonna say the show that covers everything and anything, but we'll only talk about WrestleMania and the New York Mets tonight. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, it's a little bit past eleven o'clock, so let's get this show on the road. Let's get to the primary game plan, which is, of course, as DG had said. WrestleMania 34, we are on the road. Sunday is the day, so we've, you know, gotten past the last Raw, the last SmackDown. Tomorrow night is the Hall of Fame. Saturday is NXT TakeOver. And then finally... Is that all? Is that all? For about seven and a half hours of WrestleMania coverage, I believe it starts at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And probably ends closer to midnight, you know, because, you know, you just want to kill the fans that are there live, as always. Could you, sir, could you imagine being there for that long? I mean, I I enjoy live wrestling. It's fun, and I'm sure you would say the same thing. But, my goodness, are you, seven, seven plus hours, that's just, that's just too much. It's well, entirely too much. Yeah, I agree, but next year, that's where I'll be for seven straight hours. Oh, I bet you will, you sorry sack of. I'm hoping I'll be able to go next year, sir. So you got to get us tickets. you got to make sure that Pure Gold, PG, DG, and JB, we make it there, sir. We have got to make it there for WrestleMania 35 well, at the Meadowlands. <laughs> Here's the plan. There's a lot of people already interested in the New Jersey area, um, my friends specifically, and uh, we're actually looking at potentially getting a box and then getting about 30 people and going to uh, split a box. Really? Yes. How in the world would you get people for a box to WrestleMania? That's going to be insane, sir. Absolutely insane. Well, if you come, that I'm sure that we'll be able to afford it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the only person, the only extra person there, of course, and that'll make all the difference in the world. So, you know, it's finally here. We talked about it. What's interesting is we didn't mention this, but this is probably the first time in a while that we've done a back-to-back and a belly-to-belly episode. We did one last week, and we did one this week. You mean two That's weeks in a row? Two, two weeks in a row. That's pretty impressive. 
That is true, actually. That's for us. That's very impressive. They call that a belly to belly. <laughs> so sad, sir. So so sad. So sad. So I see you have a live audience. So let's entertain them. Let's get the show in the road and talk about WrestleMania 34. I, I gotta say, let's in, in terms of talking about the pay per view itself in general before we get into the matches because we'll break down each match. That's what we're gonna do tonight, and then we'll um, on the second half we'll talk about the New York Mets off to a hot start. Um, I would say this WrestleMania is a WrestleMania that has been poorly planned in terms of all the storylines that have been booked. Um, and we could go through each match, but overall I think this is one of the more shoddier uh, put-together cards in a while. Maybe, I mean, I know you talked about WrestleMania 20 was pretty shoddy. This is pretty shoddy. Sir, um, let's get back to in this. Actually, you know, no, I'll, I'll, I found something here, but I'm going to nugget it. It's a wrestling nugget, so... We'll just not get that for later. Um, well, give me, give me a t- other than, of course, the John Cena situation. What do you consider to be shoddy about WrestleMania? Okay, um, let's see. I mean, we can go through each one specific, but I'll just ramble off a couple things that I find shoddy. First, I find shoddy that the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar feud has been a year in the making. No, there's no anticipation. There's no climax. There's no drama. There's no nothing to do with that match. So I think that that whole storyline has been pretty shoddy to, from from like a year ago so that's one thing um the storyline between uh john cena and undertaker has been one-sided and i guess it, it it does pay off in the end because he didn't show up yet undertaker hasn't shown up um at all so he will show up at wrestlemania right. but again to put a match that should have been five years ago uh nobody wants to see two over the hill you know at least undertaker's at least over the hill and that's another um, shoddy way of putting a, a match for WrestleMania. Who wants to see that at WrestleMania at this point? That's one. That's right. two. The AJ Styles Nakamura. I've told you this from the get go. The, the 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 build up to this match has been horrendous. I mean, you got Nakamura that can't speak more than one or two or three words. Knee to the face is probably his most uh, fluent words that he could actually say. That that whole build up to a feud that. You know, it's a dream match, but let's be honest, the, the build-up to that match has been horrible, too. Would you right. agree? Oh, of course <laughs> I agree. Would... There's no, there's no fans or buts about it, then. Ronda Rousey's uh, in-ring debut is now a mixed tag match because they um, somehow don't want her to wrestle one-on-one. I mean, originally, wasn't it supposed to be Ronda Rousey against Stephanie McMahon? I guess somehow Kurt Angle and Triple H had to interject themselves and then make it a mixed tag match. Well, basically, well, the way that it kind of played, played out was just that Ronda said, my opponent that I want at WrestleMania is you. You know, because she's still trying to figure out how to kind of emote and get everything together. That was her whole thing, and it kind of came off forced and cheesy. But then Triple H stepped in, Kurt Angle stepped in, and now we have a, you know, mixed tag match uh, for the ages. It's sad because this is supposed to be The Rock and uh, Triple H in, in this match, but of course that didn't happen. So here we are with Kurt Angle instead. Kurt Angle. And then I, I find it to be, you know, the other shoddy uh, put together is the U.S. title match. Somehow Randy Orton is carrying the title into WrestleMania because he needs to hold every title. And then you have, you know, first you have a triple threat, then you have a fatal four-way. So even that storyline, I mean, Rusev deserves to be in the title match, I guess, because he pinned... Uh, the champion last week, uh, that's his logic, and that's their logic to throw up a match. So I, I, I don't find any match in terms of storylines that appealing. 
honestly, I look at every match as I'm going through my Google document that I tried to send you five times today. Um, I look through every match, and <laughs> even the 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 whole Oscar versus Charlotte Flair to me, um, okay. Oscar's undefeated for whatever how long she's been undefeated, and she's fighting Charlotte Flair, and somehow she'll probably pull off the win. But to me, that's not interesting. It's, I mean, the storyline behind that is is a little odd too. Oscar can't really speak much of English again, so she shows up on SmackDown a couple months ago or a month ago and says she wants to, you know, she wants a, the title that Charlotte Flair holds. So even that build up has been <laughs> shoddy at best. Oh, of course. I mean, there's just. Uh, how else would you book it, though? That's the thing. We can sit here and we can talk smack and we can kind of bash, um, you know, we could pretty much bash the, the whole entire card, but how else would you book that? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why it had to be a foregone conclusion that Asuka had to win the Royal Rumble and it was overshadowed by Ronda Rousey's appearance at the end of the, at the, end of the night. I mean, nobody really cared, I think, at that point that Asuka won one of the most disjointed Royal Rumbles. I mean, it was the first ever, but it was. Let's face it, it wasn't that great of a match to begin with. Right, right. No, it wasn't. It was definitely underwhelming. But I mean, it really is just where we're at. That you know, you look at all these different matches. You could sit here and fantasy book all you want, but other than the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, which truly has been a terrible build. Um, I mean, other than changing people out, how do you really fix these matches? That's that, that's kind of the thing. I mean, you really can't, but I think that you hamstring yourself, or you hamstrung yourself if you're Vince McMahon. I mean, everyone wants to see AJ Styles against Nakamura. Uh, you think it's going to be a great technical match, I agree. But is it, <laughs> you're going to kill me for this one, is it WrestleMania worthy? <laughs> oh, of course. Are you kidding me? I remember it was the um, Wrestle Kingdom, I think 12 or whatever the hell it was in, in Japan. I mean, it was it was a big deal. It was a big match. That they had, and I mean, this is going to be big. It's, it's Wrestle WrestleMania. I mean, come on, sir. You, how, how could you? How could you knock WrestleMania? It's a shame because I reached out to our, our friend uh, Ken Reedy, who's actually who flew out there this morning to uh, New Orleans, see if he could come on. But I haven't heard back from him. I think he's uh he's already enjoying the. Oh, he's uh, in New Orleans. New Orleans. That's right. I forgot that he's over there because you know Ken's entire life revolves around wrestling. Apparently, uh, well, at least as WrestleMania goes, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, you can't fault the guy. I mean, if people like to go to the Super Bowl every year, which is a arm and a leg, um, for them to surround, um, to surround, put their vacation around WrestleMania is pretty, if pretty cool. If you could afford it and you could do it every year, it's like, you know, the the highlight of the year, I would think, for wrestling. No, of course, it's. I mean, it's the Super Bowl of wrestling, so it's definitely yeah. a big deal. You know, I mean, I, I can't wait to go next year. It'd be great. It would be great. Um, so let's let's go let's let's look at the matches uh, specifically because um, it's time to break down some matches. Let's start at the very top and work our way down. Let's look at the universal title. Brock Lesnar goes into the championship, uh, defending his championship against Roman Reigns again. This this build up has been uh, over a year in the making. Um, somehow, some way, Roman Reigns was able to get the title shot. Uh, he won Elimination Chamber and uh, finally somehow, some way. <laughs> well, we know. Um, so the, the thing about this match to me is that I don't see how Roman Reigns doesn't win this match at this point. Um, he's got. Oh man, Lesnar, got, I would I would absolutely love it if somehow Roman Reigns lost this match. I mean, I would go I would go insane. And if it was the main event, 
But the problem is this, and this is what I hate about the WWE. Say whatever you want about the smart fans, the smarts, whatever. But uh, WrestleMania is the kind of show that you should leave happy. I'm, I think that the main event should be a uh, face winning. It just, it's just the way that it should be to me. But the fact that you're going to have Roman, who by default is a face, and everybody hates his guts. The fans don't, you know, not not every fan, but a lot of the fans don't like him. It's a very vocal, you know, group of people. And he say whatever you want. He has absolutely 100 percent. 100% been shoved down our throats. So at the end of the day, right, how is it that this is going to be the main event? How is it this guy is the one getting pushed into that slot when, you know, a lot of the fans don't want him? You know, say whatever you want. The build has been terrible, but when he's over here calling Brock Lesnar a part-time bastard, really, that's that's what he's going with? That's his thing? Yeah, you know, how are you going you're gonna to protect this part-time bastard? You know, that's not even appealing. That's not interesting. That's not believable. That's not something anybody would say in any way, shape, or form. To me, it becomes a matter of just you're overbooking it, and the guy doesn't sound natural at all. To me, that that's not a natural thing to say. And they're trying to, you know, he's trying to be the face here, but he's coming off like a D-bag. How do you – how how have they – let me ask you this. How have they failed so badly with Roman Reigns in terms of getting him over with the fans? This is four years in a row. They're trying to basically crown him at, at WrestleMania. You know, the coronation, they pass him the torch, he beat The Undertaker, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it, it's not working, right? I would say it's not working, so – don't you move on from that? Why why force him down everyone's throat? They did that with Cena for, you know, a decade, and now they're doing it with another wrestler? You tell me, sir. And and one who's less talented than Cena, by the way. What's the point of doing that? Why are you forcing this guy down everyone's throat? I don't know. And you'd think they would have learned their lesson with um, somebody called, like, one of the most famous wrestlers called The Rock. If if you remember, his baby face um, wasn't, was being pushed down our throat for a while. And that didn't work, and I think, I don't know who decided to pull the trigger, but when when Rock went heel, I think he became more popular than ever, and of course he went face heel, face heel, and then face again, but let's face it, right. <laughs> get it? Um, he went, he when it was time, when it was time to push him as a, a face, that didn't work, so they got him to go heel, and I think he was, that's when he got over with the crowd, and they don't want to do well, that with, they didn't say, do that with Cena. Wrestlers will... Sorry, wrestlers will always say they prefer to work as heels because you're kind of going against the crowd, whereas a babyface, it's tough to get babyface, to be a true babyface and to get the babyface heat. Yeah. But it's interesting because they didn't learn. I thought they, you, you would think they would learn their lesson with, you know, turning the rock from face to heel with Cena. They didn't want to do that. Um, I, I, I personally think that the reason why they didn't want to do that is because John Cena, I know you don't like this, this theory, but I just don't, I think that John Cena does so many things off um, off the air, off wrestling, like with the Make Wish Foundation, he's number one, and um, he just, you know, well, kids love him. It's just like hard theory, to make him heal. Yeah, but the reason I don't like that theory, the reason I've never liked that theory, is because you have a guy like The Miz who is charismatic as anything. People still line up to see The Miz. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that he's John Cena, but at the end of the day, you know, The Miz is popular, and you can be a heel and have a lot of fan support. So yeah. that to me has never held water. That idea that, you know, we turned Cena, we kept him face against everyone's will and against common sense because of the Make-A-Wish stuff. Like, come on, really? I also feel that this day and age, there's no really fans that are full full fans of the face. It's like the, they love the tweener, uh, if that makes sense. In this reality era well, that we're in, kinda, I feel like people is, like Steve, The Miz. Steve, yeah. Steve Austin kind of messed that up where he became this ultra-popular baby uh, that's yeah. not a baby piece, it's also a popular tweener, 
and then he becomes, you know, one of the most famous wrestlers of all time. You know, granted, fair enough. But look at wrestling history. You want to talk about baby faces? What guys have really, really, really gotten over as pure baby faces? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is probably the greatest face of all time. And I don't mean he was a greater face in terms of what he did popularity-wise or anything than when Hulk Hogan was in his prime as, you know, the Hulkamania running wild. That version right. of Hogan, not the Hollywood Hogan. But he was a pure 100% vanilla baby face. And, I, again, I don't mean that as an insult to Ricky Steamboat because obviously he's one of the most talented and ring competitors of all time. I'm just saying he was a face and that's it. There was nothing else his entire career. He was a face. Daniel Bryan, although he has been a heel in his run in WWE, if you look at him, he's very similar to Ricky Steamboat, you know, in, in, in a lot of, a lot of ways. And he would be, I guess the ultimate baby face at this point. Now I got a, I got a prediction. I'm going to go into the matches and whatnot. I have a prediction on the Daniel Bryan match that I've been kind of thinking about and mulling over recently, um, which may affect this whole this whole situation that we're talking about. But look at Johnny Gargano, a.k.a. Johnny Wrestling. In NXT, this guy's another, like, purebred vanilla baby face. And, again, I do not mean that as an insult. But other than that, I mean, guys, guys just don't get over his faces, his pure faces. I mean, I always thought HBK was great as a face or a heel, but he became the heartbreak kid as a heel. He became a megastar as a heel. Ric Flair was always a better heel. Um, you know, Triple H, uh, Chris Jericho could play both roles, but he was a better heel. It's tough to be a cool face, and it's tough to be, to be popular as a face. It's the only guys who've really been able to do it successfully are guys like The Rock and, you know, Jericho, who are just intensely, amazingly charismatic. But other than that, how many guys are really pulling off the, the, the mega baby face? Not that many. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing. Um, I know you said like how can you end this? How can you end the card uh, with with um, Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns? I think that actually will yeah, be Brock the Lesnar. unofficial last match of the night. But um, we could roll right into this. I, I think you, it's safe to say though you are picking Roman Reigns to win the match, right? Um. I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to pick Brock Lesnar to somehow retain this, uh, the title. Okay, that's going to be Brock. my uh, that's going to be my prediction. Okay, I'll pick Roman Reigns, and I think that we could roll right to this, this next one, and then you could roll into your theories too. But I, I really feel like at the end of the night, um, Roman Reigns will have the title. They'll cut to John Cena wherever he is. Maybe he'll come to the ring and congratulate him, and uh, for winning the Universal Title. And at, I think at that point. The fans, you can't leave the fans dead. I think the fans will be ultimately so dead to see Roman Reigns win the title and end the card. I think that's when you'll have the impromptu match between the American badass Undertaker versus John Cena at the end to end the night. How? But how is that going to be your final? It's not even like an official match. How is that going to be the one to end the night? Just just to kind of end it on a high note, the Taker's going to, what, Taker's going to choke slam. uh you know, seeing that center street to hell is that is that what it is? And by the way, total side note: one thing that I find funny is that everybody's saying that oh, you know, there's no way that uh, you know Taker can come back as a dead man, but he came back because you know he got quote unquote officially retired, unofficially retired. He was the dead man at WrestleMania 25, so and he or came out in full. Yeah, whatever. WrestleMania 25. That's what I meant. Uh, uh, Raw 25. He came out as the old school, you know, that Undertaker garb. So yep. what does it even matter? It's the same character. So, you know, you can't say that he didn't do it. You can't say that, 
you know, oh, he, there's no way to do it. I mean, people just read too much into that stuff. So that's your ultimate prediction that that's going to be the main event, quote unquote. Yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, do you really? I guess they can, but I don't, I don't see them doing it. I don't think they're going to let the fans go um, away, you know, either drained or just fully disappointed that Roman Reigns is the champion because it's a foregone conclusion. So I think that they're going to end the night with a ultimate surprise, and you'll have. Uh, the match between Undertaker and John Cena take place, which I picked Undertaker. You mean the ultimate surprise? The ultimate surprise that every single person in the world is expecting that that's going to happen at some point in WrestleMania. Well, the ultimate surprise to end the night. I mean, people think it's going to happen first or throughout the night. I think it's going to happen last at this point. I don't think you're going to have Roman Reigns end the night with the title in his hand. I don't think fans are going to be too happy with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To me, that would be a mistake. It's the same way it was a mistake that at WrestleMania 29, you had Cena end up with the title against The Rock. I mean, I get that they weren't going to give The Rock the belt at WrestleMania, you know, to to leave with the belt. But, you know, to have Cena win it in New Jersey, to me, that was kind of like, that, that was just bad booking, considering how popular The Rock was and how ultimately unpopular at the time at least Cena was. To me, that was just bad booking, sir. Yeah. So since we're on the Undertaker John Cena unofficial match, I'm gonna go and go ahead and pick the Undertaker who hasn't shown up at all um, to, to do anything. John Cena's carried all the weight, which means that Undertaker wins the match. What's your thoughts? Um, I agree. I think you're absolutely right. There's no, there's kind of no way around it. You gotta have uh, Taker win it. There's no way that Cena can win it unless they're gonna have Cena bury the Undertaker for good. Yeah, all which right. would be awesome, by the way. If that's the way to be booked, it, I would absolutely love it. <laughs> uh, the the next uh, quote unquote uh, you know semi main event is the WWE Championship. AJ Styles takes on Shinsuke Nakamura, the winner of the Royal Rumble this year. Which uh, I'm going to go off on a tangent on this one. Um, not only does Sh- oh yes, Shinsuke please do because that's what we want to hear. We want to hear a JB tangent on Shinsuke Nakamura winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'm, it's not even about Shinsuke at this point. I, I don't know what the WWE is thinking. Like, WrestleMania is this Sunday, April 8th. But then 19 days later, there's another Royal Rumble called the greatest oh, Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, you know, if you if you built up Shinsuke so high to actually win the Royal Rumble and then hopefully def- win the title at WrestleMania, and then you have another Royal Rumble, what does this winner of this Royal Rumble, which should be, I think it's a 50-man Royal Rumble as opposed to 30-man, as I, as I recall. It's something like that. I think it's more that 50 people will be there in attendance. 50 men, by the way, because the women aren't allowed to be there. But that's a, I think we talked on this. I don't, see, the thing is I get confused if we talked about it on the show or if we talked about it off the air. But the whole idea that the WWE is running a program or running a show in a place that you can't, that women can't wrestle and they can't be there, it makes no sense to me that they would support this because, of course, women's empowerment, it's the same nonsense with the be a star and, you know, don't be a bully, but yet every single wrestling storyline in history is based on bullying, whether it's the face yeah. bullying the heel into a match or the heel bullying the face. That's, that's literally all wrestling is. It's, it's heel, it's, it's bully against bullied, and the WWE tries to pretend like, oh, we don't, we don't want you to bully kids, but yet love our product, which that's all it is. That's a whole other story. But this whole Greatest Royal Rumble thing makes no sense. I don't even understand where that's coming from. I don't even know why it's called the Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, it does kind of diminish the, the main Royal Rumble. And the fact is that they've already announced matches for it, which kind of give away stuff, like the fact that the bar is defending their tag titles against Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. Um, hello, they have a match at WrestleMania for the tag titles. Yeah. So 
going back, like I said, the, I love the, how you have absolutely nothing to say about what I just said. Let's go back to what you were saying. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going on my tangent. I'll go back to the, we'll eventually get to the bar versus Braun Strowman, but um, yeah, you give away the matches for the Greatest Royal Rumble. It doesn't make sense. You have another pay per view in the same month in India, like you said, no women and. Um, Again, it takes away from me. It takes away from Shinsuke's win at the Royal Rumble, the real Royal Rumble, which was this past January. Um, again, the build. Well, it's not the greatest been... Royal Rumble. He didn't win the greatest Royal Rumble, so I mean, he's not that great, obviously. You know why they call it the greatest, though? Because in India, everything's the greatest, so that's why they call it the Is greatest that why? Royal Rumble. Yeah, you'll you'll have well, to learn you know, that. You know who should make an appearance at this, right? Speaking of great in India, um, the yeah, great and by the way, uh, I'm pretty sure that it's in Saudi Arabia, which is not India. I don't know if you if you knew that, but geographically speaking, it's a totally different country. So why would they call it it's in India when it's in Saudi Arabia? Um, I'm not sure, but we need to we need to look this up. Kelly, get on that. You need to find out where the greatest Royal Rumble is taking place. I'm pretty sure it's not in India because uh, I don't know anything about India where you can't women can't like attend events or or be a part of it. They can't wrestle. What's interesting is the time difference. I wonder if it's going to be on at like seven o'clock at night, our time, and it'll be like three in the morning their time or something. I don't know. That's that'd be interesting too. Yeah, no, that that'll definitely be interesting. Uh, let's let's see here. WWE announces broadcast plans on the Greatest Royal Rumble. Let, let, let's look at this and let's, let's go to the videotapes here. But anyway, you were saying so it takes away from uh, Shinsuke's win allegedly. Yes. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I, yeah it's in Saudi Arabia. And it's the first oh, okay. show ever from Saudi Arabia, so it, they're the ones who don't allow women to participate. What's the time difference while I go on my little rant uh, for Saudi Arabia? So uh, it says here that the kickoff, the kickoff starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time, so it's 8 a.m. Pacific. So no, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, so it's at 12 o'clock on a Friday. It's a Friday, by the way. It's 12 o'clock in, at noon. Yeah, 12 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. <laughs> That's interesting. People do work on uh, on a Friday here in the U.S. Uh, Vince, nice job there. I, I don't know. Yeah, this whole thing about a big broadcast in the WWE Network. I mean, people are gonna are, they are they do have jobs and the live turnout at least is. I can't imagine it's gonna be even decent. Me either. Anyway, Shinsuke Nakamura gets his win at the Royal Rumble and he gets to um, he gets to challenge AJ Styles. Nothing like, you know, the match itself, I think, is going to be a great technical match. I think that you can't pick every champion to lose their title. So this is where I'm going to go against the green on this match. And I think that AJ Styles finds a way to retain the title. Not to say that AJ Styles won't lose the, the belts maybe in a month from now. But um, I really think it's going to be a great well, technical match. I, go ahead. Here's my thing. I just cannot see under any way, shape, or form that... AJ retains the title simply because they've already blown Shinsuke being the champion several times against Jinder, and now they're going to blow it again against him and AJ. I just can't imagine they're going to do that. That, to me, would make no sense and would completely delegitimize Shinsuke and make him just irrelevant. Okay. I mean, you don't think the WWE has made other wrestlers irrelevant? I mean, I could go down a list of uh, almost every mid-carder that has been made irrelevant from losing a match that we thought. I mean, look at Braun Strowman. He lost a match to Brock Lesnar, and, and he's the, probably the most over guy right now. He hasn't had the title. So what do they think with him? So, you know, the logic, you can't. You got the logic out the window with the WWE. And I think that AJ Styles finds a way. I think this will be the match. I mean, 
not saying much, but I think this will be the match of the night in terms of technical wrestling. Um, by the way, you mentioned Shawn Michaels. Have you seen Shawn Michaels' new haircut? He's got a new haircut? Yeah, he was on Twitter. He posted a picture of it. I think he had, he had their haircut either yesterday or tonight. Um, you know, he looks How like terrible a does he look? Now. He looks like a businessman now. He has no long hair anymore. It's all short. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, check out Twitter. I got to look uh, this up because that's weird. Yeah. Sean had his receding hairline. I mean, he looked terrible with long hair. I can't imagine how bad he looks with short hair. <laughs> when you see his hair now, you'll be like, wow, he's corporate Sean now. Um, so when you look that while you're looking that up, that's what I think. I think that AJ, this, this match has to be somewhere in the middle of the card. I don't think it's going to be the one that ends the night. Obviously, definitely, maybe. Um, but you'll have a great technical match, and I think that AJ Styles walks away and retains the title. Um, I know you're picking Shinsuke just for the opposite reasons that, you know, it's time to give him the title, but I, I don't know. I don't see him being able to carry that title for more than a couple months, so I think AJ retains the title, and that's one of the titles that actually doesn't change hands at WrestleMania. Total Sano, total um, busted open, posted it, RIP, Shawn Michaels ponytail. That's amazing, considering the fact that Shawn has had that ponytail Literally for like 30 years? That's insane. So what do you think of the haircut? I think it's... A, it's a, The only thing I see here is a side, hair, a side shot. It looks weird. Um, I mean, his <laughs> hair is thinning. It, it's just his hair looks so bad. It's just unbelievable. He should have just... He should have just like shaved it bald. <laughs> oh, man. This is crazy. So you're picking Shinsuke. Is that Sh- correct? Absolutely, 100%. Not a chance in hell that AJ Styles retains. Not one chance okay. in hell. Even though I love AJ, and I would love him to win, no chance, because that's what you got. All right. Moving on to the next match, which, um, again, is a mixed tag match from on the Raw side. Uh, you will have Kurt Angle, the GM of Raw, and the in-ring debut of Ronda, Ronda, Ronda Rousey uh, taking on the, the yeah, uh, corporate right. authority. Yeah, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. This is a match that um, hopefully will, you know, it'll be able to. I don't think it's going to underwhelm. I think that Ronda Rousey needs to get <laughs> some work in, and that this tag match will get her some work, I guess, against Stephanie, who, <laughs> again, Stephanie's not the greatest of uh, entertainers, let's face it. Um, and that's why I'm going against the grain again with this match. I'm going to go with oh, Triple geez. H and Stephanie. Winning that's this match because there's no, no there's way, no, there's nothing You're that could possibly happen. There's nothing that could possibly happen that will demean or or diminish the in-ring debut of Ronda Rousey. So that's why I'm picking Triple H. Considering considering Ronda built her whole mystique on being undefeated in UFC or you know in mixed martial arts, there's no way she's going to come to WWE and lose her first match because their whole mystique's out the window. Okay, I mean. If that's the logic that you're picking, you're going to pick every face then. So, what's? I mean, that no, doesn't happen at WrestleMania. No, but this is her debut match. Her debut match. Okay. Come on. Okay. Uh, so, how does this match end? I'm guessing that you're going to say Ronda Rousey making Stephanie McMahon tap out to the armbar, correct? Absolutely. No other way. <laughs> no other way. All right. Um, the next match is another tag match. It's not a ta- it's not a mixed tag, but it's a tag match on the SmackDown side. You got the GM Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon, who miraculously is able to wrestle in this match after hearing what he went through the last couple of weeks, uh, being in the hospital against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Only stipulation about this match is that if Shane and Daniel Bryan win this match, then you'll never see. And again, they 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 they, they forced 
down your throat so you know what's going to happen. They basically say that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will never be on SmackDown again. Well, guess what? There's another show. It's called Monday Night Raw, the A Show. So um, I think it's going to be a fun... <laughs> yeah, it's called the A Show. I think it's going to be a fun match um, to see Daniel Bryan and, and Shane McMahon. Um, what would have been cool, which I guess they couldn't do for just one match... If this match was like a Hell in the Cell or a cage match, I think it would have been a little bit better. I mean, you you could do some spots with these two guys, and uh, you could have really had an entertaining match. I think the fact that it's just a regular tag match, kind of, um, eh, whatever. That's why I pick. Oh, and we disconnected with Dave. Dave should be calling in any second. So, as I was saying, if I'm still on the air... Um, I think that Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon will win the match because the only stipulation is that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn do not win. Um, they are no longer on SmackDown, so I think they'll end up showing up on Raw. So the the return of Daniel Bryan will be a successful one. I think this is where you'll have the faces win this match. Um, and again, we're having some technical difficulties by with Dave. Um, as Dave uh, does text me something, uh, but I don't hear him or see him on anymore. Uh, and now I'm typing. Um, so anyway, I hope that Daniel Bryan and Shane Ring win this match. I think that they will. And uh, once we get back on the air, I hope Dave will give his take so we can move on to the next match, which... Um, you know, we still got quite a few matches to go through. Um, but we'll see. Um, Daniel Bryan does return, not victorious. Uh, he is victorious in this match. And I think that they, um, the match will be entertaining because Shane Van always entertains the crowd. And the fans will be really, really hyped to see the return of Daniel Bryan, who's, you know, basically clawed his way back, begging doctors to, you know, clear him for wrestling, and now he's finally back. Um, I don't know if it's the wisest move for him, honestly, uh, but we'll see at this point. Um, Dave is still not on, and I don't know why. Um, Dave, can you hear me? We could cut to a break now. If you don't hear me, I will continue. So that's that match in a nutshell. Uh, again, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are pretty stale now on SmackDown. They've run the the, the whole storyline of them being disrespected um, and you know not being able to give a title opportunity. But I think now it's time for them for them to move back to Raw and you know be able to main event or at least uh, be relevant again in uh, wrestling. So I think that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will end up on Raw after the Superstar Shakeup. So and. I think Dave's back, sir. Yeah, um, my phone died, which is amazing because it told me it was so good to go. But uh, I had to. I'm actually calling you from a different number. Oh, I mean, uh, I don't even know what. Is that all? Is that all? Yeah, I, I mean that's the problem I had, uh, Chris. The problem was that I could not get back in. My phone oh, died. Uh, is that all? Chris. Is that I, all, I mean, Chris? Yes, that's all. Uh, you know, I just I don't even understand. So I'm not sure what I missed. I'm sure that I missed Shame something. on you, Joe in Wallington. What's up, Joe? 
I think what you missed is like Chris Russo ripping you because he rips everybody nowadays. He rips the WFN, he rips Boomer, he rips. No, uh, well, that, that's a whole other story. Now, sir, um, I, I, what did I miss? Because we were in the middle of talking about Ronda Rousey and uh, no, no, you were in the middle of talking about um, Daniel Bryan and his match uh, at WrestleMania. Now, did you move on from that? Because I actually have my prediction for that. Yeah, I, I gave my prediction. I don't know if it was heard because the host dropped off the air. So I picked basically Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon to win that match, but you will pick who? Well, you're saying that, um, you know, obviously Sammy and Kevin can go to Raw, which is true, but I'm going to go against the grain here, and I'm going to go and pick that stat that Daniel Bryan is going to go heel. He's going to turn on Shane, and that he is going to help Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens win the match, sir. I mean, I'm going to yeah, go against the grain. Yeah, that I can see because, um, you know, they've wrestled, they've uh, they've grown up through, uh, through the years. Um, 15 the years, yeah. For 15 years. They, they and then you know what the fans that. are going to tell Daniel Bryan? You make us all sick! <laughs> Except he could be great heel or face. I mean, he's he's got that charisma. So right, but... I, this is typical, this would be typical WWE. They would never make Roman Reigns a face, even though the fans are clamoring for it. But they would make Daniel Bryan a heel, even though the fans are going nuts about his return. Like they would kill whatever momentum he has, which is an insane amount of momentum, by having him go heel, which is very possible and very likely. And that's what I'm that's what I'm predicting. So I'm predicting a heel turn. Now, sir, since we're back, do you want to take a, a short break and then come back, or, you know, what, what are we doing here, sir? Let's take a break. We'll come back and finish the card, and then we'll go on to the Mets and go, give you some nuggets and close oh, up. What's the name of your show? Uh, Pure Gold. Pure Gold. Yes, sir. Hi, this is Morgan Willard, Miss Oklahoma, USA 2010. Make sure to check out Pure Gold every week at puregoldpg.com. Dave and Joe always bring the best in entertaining talk radio and great guests like me. Hey guys, this is actress Sadie Alexandru, and you are listening to Pure Gold. Hey, this is recording artist Sahara Starr, and you're listening to Pure Gold. Be sure to check back every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to tune in to the best internet talk show on the East Coast. What time was it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember, to be honest with you. I have no clue what she did. I wasn't even listening. The sad thing is that we have these... We... <laughs> The sad thing is that we have these old promos, and I literally have no clue of what's going on. I don't even listen to them, sir. I mean, Morgan Woolard. I think my favorite part of Morgan, first of all, she's not even Woolard anymore. It's Morris. And I love the fact that she goes, great talk guests, like me. That whole ending is just amazing. But anyway, sorry, I digress. Uh, You were saying? All right, let's finish out the card so that we can talk about the New York Metropolitans, the hottest team in New York. Um, So anyway, you have the SmackDown Women's Championship. You have Charlotte Flair taking the Oscar, the undefeated Oscar. I'm going to go against the green here saying that this this match actually has no build-up. It's just that Asuka decided that she wanted to challenge Charlotte Flair instead of Alexa Bliss uh, for the title. So I think this match will be another great technical match, technical wrestling match. But I think the first loss will come to um, Asuka at WrestleMania, and I think that Charlotte Flair will retain her title. Wow, that is uh, that's quite a pick. I mean, I don't see that I don't see that happening. But I would love that to happen. So uh, I'm going to go against you just for the sake of going against you and we're not on the same page, which is great, which makes for good talk radio. I'm going to say that Asuka wins because uh, Charlotte Flair is not ready for Asuka. Okay. 
Moving on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, you got the Uso. It's a triple threat. You got the Usos versus the New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers, and I think it's pretty obvious that the Bludgeon Brothers are the most over team uh, out of the three. Somehow, the some most way, over. Think, what do you mean the yeah. most over? The most over in what way? Into, no, I mean, like, kidding me? Not, Dude, the New Day is super popular, and then the the Usos are super popular at this point. Yeah, I don't mean that. I mean that the, the Bludgeon Brothers are like the newest thing for Vince McMahon, his newest project, his newest pet that he wants to shove down our throats. I don't think that, um, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Usos will drop their title to the Bludgeon Brothers in the triple threat, and that's why I think the Usos. I mean, I, I think the New Day somehow win the tag team titles at WrestleMania because the fans will go home happy, or at least will be happy when they win the tag team. Yeah, they won't for... go home happy because that's not what that's not the main event. Unless you're predicting no. that to be the main event, which in that case that would be surprising. But uh, I'm actually going to go against the grain on that, and I'm just going to pick the Bludgeon Brothers just because what the hell? They have those huge hammers. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens with that one. And then you got the um, the Intercontinental Title. I mean, this this card has a lot of different like it, it's really interesting. There's not that many one on one matches. You got a lot of um, mixed tags and triple threats and fatal four ways. So moving on, the Intercontinental Championship is a triple threat. You got the Miz defending his title against Seth Rollins against against Finn Balor. Um, I think that this is where the Miz will retain his title because it's a triple threat. Um, somehow, some way, he'll be able to either pin Finn Balor or the Miz and uh, or um, Seth Rollins. <laughs> at that point. The Miz is going to pin himself, sir. Um, yeah, just just keep that going there, sir. If he pins himself, he still will win the match. So, um, I, th- you know, I think. That- Hi, this is David. Who's this? Yeah. <laughs> what was that unmuted for? <laughs> um, so yeah, you have the triple threat match between the Miz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. Um, I, like I said, I think the Miz wins that match. You can't have a face win every match, and I think that the Miz will go as the longest intercontinental champion of all time. And um, <laughs> as Dave is screening uh, a call that I've set up, um, who <laughs> Dave's back. Dave, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I saw we have a caller on the whole. I just have no clue who it is, and they're not answering, so I just keep it moving. Yeah, let him, let him listen a little longer. He might want to chime in afterwards. But um, so um, any hung up? The, the, any hung up? Okay. By the way, that was um, the one and only Pyro to talk about a little WrestleMania. But uh, that was going to be a surprise for you. So. Um, oh wow! Really? So why, what, I wonder what's going on that he didn't actually uh, he didn't chime in or he, he didn't talk. Well, the funny thing. Thanks is for that telling I, me. I, by the way, I'm over here screening calls and yeah, you know, because we, we don't have uh, interns or anything like a real show, and we're just making fools of ourselves. And oh, that's what we need, by the way. Let, let's get a guest to talk more wrestling. That's exactly what we need for this show. Well, the funny thing is that I talked to Pyro about two hours ago, and he mentioned that he hasn't really been keeping up with wrestling, but he'd love to, to listen to our take so that um, he could go into WrestleMania Sunday understanding the storyline. So I think he's been listening for the <laughs> most part through the website. Uh, and then he so said he might, just want to, he just might want to talk to us uh, and see how we're doing at the end of the show. But anyway, the Intercontinental Championship match, um, who are you picking and why? Um, well, since you're picking the Miz, I am going to pick someone else just because what the hell. Um, I am going to pick... Um, I'm going to pick Chris Jericho to win this match. I think uh, he's going to make a big comeback. <laughs> no, I'm going to pick uh, Finn Balor to win the Intercontinental title. Although it would actually make no sense because Finn has gotten over so many times on Seth Rollins. But 
I'm going to go with Finn Balor. I'm just going to pick him. What the hell? He's going to win this match. And he's yeah, probably going to pin Seth Rollins. And then the Miz will win the title back because, you know, the Miz has to be like a 78-time intercontinental champion. Yeah, but the thing is, like, with him being so close to the longest uh, reigning intercontinental champion, I don't think they're going to do that to the Miz at this point. Um, I think. Yeah, but you, you don't understand, stuff. sir. The fact that he still doesn't have the most title reigns, so you can easily have the Miz be the one to – you can have him lose – because he's going to have to win the title back anyway. He he basically needs two more title reigns as the Intercontinental Champion. I mean, let's be real. I'm not talking about the, how many title reigns. I'm talking about the longest reign. Yeah, you're talking the, the days, days, but if he's, going, if he's going to have the most days, how is he not going to have the, mo- the most reigns also? The most Roman know, reigns, Roman by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then you have the the fatal uh, the fatal four way match for the U.S. title. Somehow, some way, the WWE thinks it's a good idea that Randy Orton brings the title into the uh, the oh, WrestleMania. Oh jeez, you got to be kidding against me our boy. He defends against our boy uh, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, who is horrible, and Rusev because Rusev is the most over wrestler. He needs to be into this match too. I think it's gonna be a, a, a decent match, but I, I think that somehow, some way, Bobby Roode retains uh, not retains he regains his title. That he lost uh, last month, and I think he'll be the U.S. champion. There's uh, the only other person I could see is Rusev, but he's held that title way too many times. I don't think he needs that title. So I'm, and I don't think Jinder at all is going to have that title ever again as a U.S. champion. So I think that Bobby Roode will win that match. Um, I'm going to go against you on this one, although I do want uh, Bobby Roode to win because he is Robert the Roode. Uh, I am going to actually pick Rusev to win the United States champion. Shit. Now, is there any chance? Because is there any chance like some some surprises happen during WrestleMania, like a, a James Storm shows up and helps maybe Bobby Roode, be, and then they reunite as like beer money or something like that. Do you think there's any chance like <laughs> James Storm shows they're gonna up? Call them, they're going to call them Alcohol Cash. That's going to be their new uh, their new tag team name. Um, do you think Do you think that happens? I any think that would be cool. Like, I mean, I, th- there is I don't know rumors. It wouldn't be the right word, but um, he he was actually seen backstage uh, visiting. So. Who knows? But I mean, he did have that cup of coffee in NXT at one point, so there is a chance that you do bring back um, James Storman to have him reunite with Bobby Roode. It would be great, except for the fact that the casual WWE fan doesn't know who James Storm is. The only Stormman is Lance. Or do you have him enter the Battle Royal and win the Battle Royal? Because that's probably one of the last matches I have besides the Women's Battle Royal. I have no idea who to pick for the Women's Battle Royal. But you have the the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and I think that the only way that you can make this relevant. You mean on the pre-show? <laughs> On the pre-show, exactly, is to have somebody from NXT win the match or somebody like James Storm. I don't think anybody from, like, the current roster is going to win the match. I don't think, like, Goldust, Woken, Matt Hardy, Heath Slater, Rhino, um, Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin. I don't think these guys are going to win an Andre the, Battle, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Explain to me this. Dolph Ziggler, yeah. explain it to me. Dolph Ziggler comes back to WWE right after being misused or whatever. They're paying him more than almost anybody else in the company. And he's going to be on the pre-show for WrestleMania in the Battle Royal. Explain that to me. <laughs> he makes like what three and a half million a year? No, it's like it's one and a half, but that's still a ton of money for a guy in his spot. It is. So yeah, I mean, I, these guys don't make that much money. Give me, he's like that one of the highest people. I think outside of Reigns and uh, I think outside of Reigns and John Cena, he's the high, like the highest paid wrestler, or he's one of the highest paid wrestlers. He's in like the top five at least. That's insane to me. How do you give the guy that much money? And I like Ziggler, but don't get me wrong. But how do you give him that much to just do nothing? Yeah. I, I like Dolph Ziggler, too. Obviously, he's been just, you know, he's been stuck in mid-card for life. And 
I, I thought the perfect time for him was to win the Royal Rumble and, and fight AJ Styles. I thought that would have been a great match. And you could have had great promos between those two guys, but obviously Shinsuke definitely deserves it uh, in terms of his just <laughs> build-up. Obviously, definitely, maybe. So the Battle Royal, did you at least, you know, you don't have to pick a winner, but do you agree that it's got to be somebody obscure, like somebody from NXT or somebody we've never heard of? can't be somebody from the current roster. Um, I mean, it could. Um, it could be somebody from the current roster. I mean, you could have Brain Strowman win it, so there's always that possibility. And oh. um, I'm gonna go on the limb here, and I'm gonna pick Sergeant Slaughter to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Very good. That's the one match that, for some reason, is not on here. Is oh, maybe it is. I just missed it. But the Raw Tag Team titles are on the line with the Bar defending against Braun Strowman mm-hmm. and a a mystery partner of his choice, which would be interesting if my theory is correct that Abyss would be um, would be Braun Strowman's tag team partner because they're both weirdos, but they're both over. Um, he, uh, Pretty sure you're the only person in the world, you're the only person on the planet predicting that Abyss is going to be his tag team partner. Um, I could see it being Rey Mysterio. I could see it being Elias. Those are my, those are one, I'm going to pick one of those two. I just Elias has nothing to do, and he's pretty over, even though he's a heel. So unless he's going to do a concert with The Rock, which apparently The Rock is saying that he's not going to appear at all at WrestleMania, um, I can't imagine that it's not going to be Elias or again Rey Mysterio. So I'm going to pick one of those two. Okay, and to be you said that partner. they they pretty much promote the fact that the Bar is going to be fighting the Hardys at this greatest uh, Royal yes, Rumble. Yes, the greatest so. Royal Rumble. Then. But that doesn't mean that they can't lose it and then win it right back, like the next yeah. time on Raw or something. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Braun Strowman and the mystery partner to win the tag team titles at this point. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I can't disagree with you on that, so I'm gonna to have to pick that as well. I mean, I just I don't know, I can't imagine they're gonna put Strowman in this title match, which is sad, by the way, and then have him lose the match. And uh, the only other surprise that I think will happen, I think you 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 know you probably won't agree, but I think they've been in secret talkings. I think that Hulk Hogan will somehow some way return, and I think he will induct Hillbilly Jim. Uh, tomorrow night, actually, the Hall of Fame is actually tomorrow night because NXT Takeover is Saturday night. Have so they announced? Um, have they announced who um, who's announced, who's inducting Hillbilly Jim? They haven't, so that's why I think it's gonna be Hulk Hogan. Hey, I gotta tell you, if that turns out to be true, then you were one hundred percent right. I was one hundred percent wrong. That you are the man. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, sir. But we're talking about a prayer and a miracle if that happens, because like you, you would think it would have gotten out by now, but we'll see if that happens. Uh, so the hey, last matches, just the last matches, the women's battle royal. I have no idea, and <laughs> I don't care who Wait, wins the match. Did you? You didn't pick. Uh, you didn't talk about Nia Jax, Nia Jax against uh, Alexa Bliss, did you? Oh no, I didn't get to that match either. Jesus, so my matches here. So Nia Jax. Yeah, against, that's also you know, uh, the last match. Yeah, it's like the bully versus like the 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 victim, like you said. Uh, WWE preaches like anti-bullying, but this has been the typical, prototypical like. Bullying of, of to to the extreme, Naya? really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. talking about her weight. And what amazes about... me, right? What amazes yeah. me, right, is that Mickey James was in a similar storyline where she was the one being bullied, uh, with um with Michelle McCool and Layla, and they were calling her Piggy James, and you're telling me that, you know, Mickey comes back and this is what she's doing, another bullying angle. I just don't get it. It makes no sense, and I think it's terrible. Yeah, I think that the bully gets defeated. I think Nia Jax will be the I think Nia Jax will be the new WWE Raw um women's champion at this point. I think that title will change hands. I think fans 
will like that idea. I don't think uh, Alexa. I think they will like that idea, sir. But I'm going to pick against you and say that Nia Jax is not going to win that title. So let's face it. Going through the whole card, I think you've picked against me in every match except maybe the tag team. I I completely agree with the tag team. There's there's no way that um, the bar retains the titles. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it's time to put Cesaro on the SmackDown, but we, we're running out of time. So uh, do you want to take one last break, and we'll go to the second uh, topic of the night, or just uh, go right into it? Hey, this is Blanca from Group One Crew, and you're listening to Pure Gold. Thank you. Hi, this is Brittany Bell, Miss Arizona USA 2010. And make sure to tune in every week to Pure Gold for the best interviews and talk radio. Hi, I'm Anna Prosser, Miss Oregon USA 2011 and professional video gaming personality, and you're listening to Pure Gold Radio. This is Alicia from WSU Wrestling, and you're listening to Pure Gold. Now, with two minutes with two minutes ago, I have to ask the caller that has been listening in, is he now ready to watch WrestleMania? Does he have some information going into WrestleMania? Right, Wait, say that again, sir? Are you a fan of anal sex? What? What the hell is that? you know what that? sex is? Who, wait, 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 hold on. What, what's going Don't on? Don't take a crap in the sea. <laughs> Joe, what is going on here? I got a solution for you, and, and you can take it or leave it. If you want bigger genitals. All right, yeah. Um, that's, that, that's not Apparently happening. Evan I, don't, I don't know what Apparently the hell Evan just Roberts. happened, but uh, yeah, that, that wasn't Evan. What, what the hell was that? Is that what Tyler was listening to? I mean, does he have any clue that he's what's going to be on the show? <laughs> Apparently, Pyro. Wow, has- that that was awesome. <laughs> that made me the greatest no, call in the history of this freaking show. <laughs> I think what happens is that Evan Roberts is doing a podcast as we're doing our show, and he's trying to take our callers away and our fans. So, uh, I mean, I'm pretty uh, sure he's Evan not Roberts. he's not doing that, and that he's not listening to Howard Stern uh, <laughs> during our show, or at least Evan Roberts isn't, and that's not what his podcast is about. So, sir, with a minute to go, let's talk about the second topic of the night. <laughs> Wait, a minute to go? What are you talking about? It's telling me that I have 30 minutes. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Well. Randy, exactly. It's 12, but anyway, that's the whole other story. So, yeah, let's talk about this. <laughs> let's please, let's change the subject and talk about the second topic of the night, sir. Yeah. The, sepic, the second biggest topic of the night is that the baseball season started last Thursday, and um, weather, weather-wise, it hasn't been the greatest weather up here in the Northeast, but the hottest team in New York right now, at least for the first six or seven games, has been the New York Metropolitans. And what the surprise about this has been, it hasn't been their lineup. It hasn't been, you know, they're starting pitching it. It's actually been the, the big surprise so far this early in the season has been their bullpen has been really lights out and really done a great job. And the Mets, you know, pretty much won the first two series. They went on the road today to, to face the Nationals, and they beat the Nationals quite handily, 8-2. to two, They beat the crap Steven out of Strauss. them, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, what's your initial thoughts, your early thoughts on the the baseball season? I know that it's all good so far. Uh, are you impressed with the bullpen? Do you think it's too early to tell? What do you think? Well, I definitely think it's too early to tell, but what I'm impressed with is the fact that the Mets, are, the Mets have started out the season by beating bad teams, and obviously not today, but, you know, beating the Phillies. Uh, you know, the, the Phillies stink, and the fact that they were able to beat them and they were able to do this, you know, quite handily, so to speak, 
yeah, to me, I look at this. I look at the beginning of the season, and again, it, it's very, it's incredibly early. You're basically just a week into it. But the fact that the Mets were able to defeat bad teams—that's something the Mets. And you know this is true. The Mets never do that. They always play down to their competition. But this year, they started off well. They were able to, like you said, whoop the Nats today. I mean, Cespedes hit home runs left and right. Conforto came back. He hit a home run. Um, Bruce hit a grand slam. You know, the, the Mets, honestly, I think the Mets have a good lineup. I think they have a good team. They have a good nucleus. And I think that the Mets can do some damage this year. I'm not going to go crazy and pick them to win anything per se, but I think that they can do damage. So, to me, the biggest surprise of the season has been the fact that the Mets have not been really, other than today with the home runs, they haven't really been winning by, by the long ball. I just like the fact that the Mets have, have you know, put this together 5-1 and one to start the season, which is which is awesome. You know, I mean, this may be the longest they've been in first place uh, in a long time. You know, they they beat the Cardinals, um, you know, the first game. They lost the second game, fine. Then they come, they beat the Phillies, beat the Phillies, beat the Phillies. And, you know, actually, I'm sorry, they won two out of three against the Cardinals. And then they come, they beat the Phillies two games, and now they beat the Nationals. So they are on a nice three-game winning streak. They've got two more against the Nats. They're going, you know, to play the Marlins, the Brewers, except back against the Nationals. So the Mets are kind of going, you know, a lot – they're they're playing the Braves this 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 month and they're playing the Cardinals again, which is insane. I'm pretty sure they're done with the Cardinals at that point, for, unless one of them, you know, they make it into the playoffs or whatever. So the Mets are kind of they're, they're going to be playing some interesting teams. So I just hope that they can keep this winning up, and I hope that April's on a mirage. So that's pretty much all I can tell you. Yeah, I know it's early on and they only have one loss, but what I don't like, last I mean, the trend last year was that they stunk, absolutely stunk on Sundays for for whatever reason. If it's the last game of a series and they just want to get out of there, if they're on the road or they just don't care, if I, I think if the Mets want to be relevant this year, I think they have to close out against bad teams, like you said. And I think, you know, you, you got to win those games on Sunday. If you if you won the first two games, especially at home, you got to go for the sweep because those are where I think you're going to make or break the season. I I know winning a series is great, but to to lose the last game of yeah. a series is always a, I, is a downer me. to me. I couldn't. I couldn't disagree with you more. I don't care what. I don't care if they win on Monday, Sundays, Tuesdays. Whatever. They win. They can win every other. You know, Thursday. I just want them to win the series. And if they can't close it out, yeah, I know it's a bit of disappointment. But you know, I, I'm not worried unless they're losing. You know, every Sunday, every Saturday, and every other day of the week. I honestly couldn't care less about what day that they're winning. I mean, that that's such a Joe Bism. It's it's embarrassing. It's shameful, and it's a disgrace. You think that Mickey Callaway has had, I mean, again, manager of the year, by the way. Definitely, obviously, maybe. Uh, but don't you think that Mickey Callaway has probably treated the pitching staff a little differently than Terry Collins would have? Oh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just glad that Terry's gone, and you have a guy who understands pitching that's in there. So clearly, he's treated them differently, and so far, it's paid off. It has. Um, so the Mets, you know, they're, they're on the road for the rest of the, the weekend. They're playing the Nationals. Um, if they could take uh, two out of three against the Nationals because they already won the first one, to win three out of four would be a huge statement and a great confidence booster going into the rest of the season, I would say. Yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, if they could if they could be, continue to beat the Nets and, uh, again, just, just win win the series. The, the Mets have a lot of talent on this team. I think they're going to surprise some people. I think they're going to, you know, make a little noise. They're going to They're going to do something. And I hope it's something good. Tell me something good. Tell me that you like it. Well, well, again, it's 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 still early on. It's his first. Um, it was his first um, start of the year. Obviously, definitely, maybe. But Matt Harvey, even he had a pretty decent 
um, debut for this season. I mean, he left no runs. He pitched about five innings, uh, only one hit, and struck out about five or six. That's that's not a bad start for him. No, not at all. And considering the struggle he's had the past couple of years, I think that's great, and I think it's very encouraging. And I think that uh, I'm hoping that Fat Harvey uh, becomes the Dark Knight again. So do I, because, uh, again, it's his last season – uh, one way or the other, if he has a great season, I think he'll he won't want to re- resign. And if he has a terrible season, I think that the Mets will just drop him. So, I think this is house money this year. I think the Mets need to uh, really, you know, make a, a strong push to make the playoffs this year. I think that would be important, and then take it from there. Um, I don't want to say win the World Series because let's face it, um, <laughs> every time we have those kind of expectations, they usually fall flat. So. Yeah, and um, I don't have any expectations like that. Whatsoever. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we'll definitely have more shows. We'll be talking about the Mets a lot more now that the season is underway, and there's not much else to talk about. I mean, yeah, how much can you talk about? Yeah, that, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about them quite a bit. Yeah. So you got any nuggets to close out the show? Yeah, I've actually got two uh, PG nuggets, as it were, to close out the show. And of course, yeah. they're wrestling really because this is a wrestling show. I mean, this is a show. One thing to discuss is that um, I noticed, I don't know if this is something new, I'm guessing it's new because I don't remember hearing about it in the past, the WWE has announced, uh, or there's there's some rumors out there, announced the legacy wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. Have you heard about that? The legacy wing when they somebody like old makes it to the Hall of Fame? But that's what it is in, in other, th- in other like, sports or whatever. But, um, you know, in actual sports, but did you see... Who they were going to induct in the, in the legacy wing? Uh, no, I didn't see. Who were they going to induct? Well, I'm actually um, I had the list earlier, so I'm looking for it now. Um, okay. You know, which of course is exactly the way that it should be, because um, it wouldn't be pure gold if we could actually find what we're looking for. I'm trying to get the uh, I'm trying to get our producer to to find this out for us, but um, I thought it was interesting because uh, you know one of the names on the list. Was a name is a name that you and I you know would be very familiar with, and that would be the one and only Lord Alfred Hayes. Oh wow! Who's going to be inducted apparently in, in the Legacy Wing of the WWE Hall of Fame? Um, and I mean, you remember Lord Alfred Hayes, of course. Of course. The man. I mean, that guy was uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the fool. And another guy who you know we've heard of, of course, because to us because we're we're, we're younger, so to speak. Is um is the fact that they're going to be inducting apparently Stan Stasiak, the father of Sean Stasiak, who's actually somebody that I follow on Twitter, and of course he was me, and which is sadly what a lot of people remember him for. But he was in the in the WWE for for a bit. Um, so uh, the candidates are the people that are being in court, inducted according to PW Insider is former WWF champion Stan Stasiak, and Stan was only champion for like seven days, but regardless. He's one of the few men in the handful of the hundreds and thousands of guys who wrestled to say that he was a WWF champion or WWE. Uh, Lord Alfred Hayes, Dara Singh, Cora Combs, El Santo, Jim Landos, and Rufus J. Jones, uh, Sputnik Monroe, and the and this is another guy we've of course know, Boris the Great Malenko, aka uh, if I'm not mistaken, the father of Dean Dino Machino Malenko. Yeah, I couldn't agree with all those people that you just named, even though I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, well, regardless of what I thought was interesting, they had this legacy wing, and 
you know, if, if you think about it, these people would never make it into the Hall of Fame if they didn't have this because, you know, only so many people can get in every year. <laughs> That's probably the funniest thing you said all night. <laughs> why Why are you laughing? I don't understand that. Only I don't term, understand why that's only, funny. Only a certain amount of people can make it into the wing, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying they're not going to induct 45 people into the Hall of Fame. They usually do the one tag team. They do, uh, you know, the headliner. They only do like seven or eight people a year. So it's that's what I'm saying. You know, it's not. I'm not comparing it to, <laughs> to baseball <laughs> where they like some years they have no inductees and then you have two inductees and whatever the case is. I'm just saying that, you know, in the past years in the WWE, all right, so the main people in the WWE Hall of Fame this year, of course, is, is uh, I'm going to say Brock Lesnar. <laughs> it's, it's Bill Goldberg, right? Uh, the musician, a.k.a. celebrity, would be Kid Rock. You have the woman who's being inducted, which is Ivory. That's three. The Dudley Boys, that's four inductees. Oh, five, technically. Hillbilly Jim was the old-school classic guy. That's six. Uh, and then you have uh, Jeff Jarrett and Mark Henry. So eight people. That's not, you know, these obscure, the, some of the obscure people on this list are obscure to the new fans. They're, they would never get into the Hall of Fame if they were picking eight people a year. That's what I mean. I know what you mean. Now, yeah, shut up. Break. Now, let's just move on. Well, what's I breaking news? I want to give you some breaking news. Breaking news as I'm reading this. Is, it says that if somehow, some way, Hulk Hogan is not able to uh, induct Hillbilly Jim, there will get a backup to, yes, I am confirming that it will be the Birdman, Coco Beware, will be inducting Hillbilly Jim. Oh, all. shut up. You stupid <laughs> idiot. All right, and the other nugget, and again, of Go course, ahead. this is this is the wrestling related, is the pictures have dropped for the brand new NXT North American Championship. Sir, we saw this earlier. You sent it to me. I want to get your thoughts on it because I'm sure you want to make sweet love to this doll, and you probably already ordered your copy. <laughs> yeah. All I can tell you is that um, when, I, when I saw the picture and, you know, you had told me about this belt, um, you know, you, showed me, you told me about the title that they were going to introduce to NXT. Um, the belt to me is whatever. I just think that the uh, the concept of having a North American champion in NXT is pretty, pretty bad. I don't like the idea at all. Uh, I, I don't mind a, a TV title or something like that, but to have a North American champion uh, in NXT, how big is this roster in NXT that you need a North American champion at this point? I mean, let's just face it. Just have a world champion. You don't need anything else. Well, I don't agree with that. I think that what they should do, quite honestly, is that they should expand NXT to two hours um, because one hour and the way that they tape it and the way they do everything is kind of difficult. Uh, I don't really think that they do a, a good job in that respect. But to me, I I hate the title. I hate what it looks like. It, it's weird. It's a weird-looking belt, you know. I I don't mind the actual plate because it shows – you know, North America, which would be the United States and Canada and uh, Mexico. And actually, let's like it's got like North America, uh, all of North America, and then Mexico. And then you've got like, it looks like Central America. So I'm not really sure about all that. But um, when you look at what North America, I think Puerto Rico's in there too, which is interesting enough. <laughs> but when you look at the title, it's interesting. It's just weird because the belt itself is, the, the plate is round 
and then it kind of looks like the, the belt just goes slightly over it. It almost looks straight. So it's just weird. It's not like the winged eagle where the winged eagle plate was in the middle and the, the belt kind of went around the eagle. It's just kind of like this thing is just on top of it. It's just weird. You'd have to look at the pictures to see, which you can look at in WWE.com. I just think it's a weird-looking belt, to be honest with you. And I think uh, – I don't mind, I don't even mind that maroon strap or anything. I don't mind having a secondary champion on NXT. I just think it's weird. Okay. I mean, the actual design of the belt is weird. Yeah. Uh, so would you say that the, the North American title is like the Intercontinental title uh, in the WWE? Yeah, it would be the Intercontinental I, I agree with you. I think the idea of a North American – that whole you know moniker is weird – but I do think that it is necessary to have a secondary champion at NXT because you end up having all these guys on there because they have a pretty decent roster size that don't ever fight for any title because they can't all be the NXT main event. Right. I I, I don't I can't even get into the NXT takeover card because I have no idea what matches are going to be on, but I probably will watch some of it because um, NXT actually does put on a decent show the night before a major pay-per-view, so I will watch probably... At least the main event, or right before well, the main event. I'm watch pretty those sure matches. that Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano are having an unsanctioned match, and uh, Alistair Black is going to be fighting uh, Andrade Cien Almas for the uh, NXT title. Yeah. Uh, of course, you have the inaugural, <laughs> you know, battle. The you have the inaugural like ladder match for the uh, NXT North American Championship, which features against Lars Sullivan, um, AC3, of course. Which to me, I'm predicting he's going to win that. Uh, Velveteen Dream and uh, three other goofs that I can't think of right now, off the top of my head. Yeah, and um, I see that we're trying to keep, we've we've kept you up past your bedtime because you've yawned like five oh, times. Oh man, I'm, I'm minutes, so, so sorry. You have no clue. You have absolutely <laughs> no clue, sir. Well, look, I want to thank Pyro for joining us today and Howard Stern for being a special guest on the show. That was pretty Definitely. awesome. Having uh, having the king of uh, of you know the shock jock himself on our show, so uh, that um, the pretty much the only thing I could say to Pyro's appearance is this. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was definitely Speaking awesome. Speaking awesome. Definitely, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, and by the way, the good job on, on getting him as a guest. I was... What's going to be your show? Uh, pure gold. Pure gold? Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> gold. You guys are awesome. Yes. Oh, baby! <laughs> <laughs> You're such a jerk. Folks, have a good night. We will see you. We get a, we are WrestleMania predictions. After WrestleMania, at some point in, in May, probably, we'll talk about wrestling again. Have a wonderful evening, folks. Woo!